Radio. It is me, not Freddie Mercury. What were you doing with your hands? Super Vegan Brian is here. Um, like what, what hell was Freddie Mercury doing with my hands? What was I doing with my hands? As you can tell, okay. we also have Stolas here to, this morning. <laughs> What's up, Buttercup? And David can't come up with an idea that makes me makes it sound like he's falling off the camera. The third. Um, hi everybody references to things we talked about before the show that will make <laughs> no sense to you now speaking of before the show um actually no this is a segue for something else but if you were curious about what brian was doing with his hands and why we're making freddie mercury jokes about him uh you could watch the video recordings of our episodes at uh patreon.com slash nerd podcast radio patreon.com slash nerd podcast radio gives you secret links to our unlisted youtube videos and you know i don't know we we get we get enough patron signups we might end up setting some kind of goal to make those public but you know right now yeah the paywall is the thing and there's I also heard... a fantastic discord community and um a great way to like interact with us because we're all on there and it's a great way to stay in shape <laughs> It's a great way to stay in shape. Yes, of course. I heard that if you say patreon.com slash radio three times, Brian appears in your bedroom. If you say, if you <laughs> say, um, if you say the words, but first. Uh, but first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? The uh, game where we uh, talk about what's ner- what we nerdy things we've done the last couple of weeks. And then we vote with the patented Mike Myler widget system. On who was the nerdiest? Now, I know we're going to share the nerdiest things we've done in the last few weeks, but before we get started, I do want to share the nerdiest thing I think I've ever done on the podcast when I did the intro to the game with, um, and now we're walking backwards, and that means, but first. (laughs) (laughs) I do agree. That is pretty funny. Oh, it was one of my favorites. Good. May I have jokes that killed David for 500, Alex? <laughs> oh, <that's so> <laughs> um, it's not that hard, honestly. I I have been the one who hasn't been here the most recent. So I yeah, think you I go first. You go probably first. yeah, you should probably go first. You have a lot um, of content. We had to do all this shit without you last week. <laughs> I, so the nerdy thing I am sharing is my elate inner child excitement and feeling of watching doctor who every saturday (laughs) Um, i was so excited to watch doctor who yesterday um the the one the saturday before was very good it was a premiere i mean it had a lot of special stuff i watched a bunch of stuff critiquing some of its woke points and got sick because i thought it was kind of evil to do that because the show was nice and fun and great um the are there people the doing a was, whole bunch of a whole bunch of go woke go broke content about it 
Uh, there was more like um, very, I don't know, loud brainwashing content about it. Ah, uh, the best way to talk. It wasn't. It wasn't American content. It was British content, and their mm-hmm. their anti-message media is very different than the stuff out here. Oh yeah, UK Turf Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, all that aside, um, first episode good. Some of the writing I found to be a little lazy, but I liked it. I mean, I get that with Doctor Who. You're going to have that. Um, second episode, and I want to say something very unpopular, scarier than Blink. Wow. Really? Um, that's quite Blink? a statement. Blink is pretty... pretty that's my quite non, a statement. My non-spoiler messages about it is, um, so as a Doctor Who scary episode there were catchphrases because you know that's what doctor who does they come up with a catchphrase that's scary and heather after watching the episode looks at me and goes you are not allowed to ever say that to me oh wow (laughs) okay okay i I have a question because i've only heard bits and pieces about it i haven't watched it so is the new doctor trans or is that just like a guest star like the new doctor is david Tennant. Oh, I'm yeah. so behind. Yeah. The, the, um, yeah, David Tennant's back. I'll I'll go what, into what, it in detail what? on the bonus episode because we could talk about it forever. Um, I feel like I need to watch this now. But yeah. there are... Well, I mean... there. I didn't go into the whole Doctor Who thing forever, so we'll save that um, because... I'll just say this. The doctor is an alien who gender doesn't mean the same thing to them. So, I mean, they can come regenerate as anything. Right. That's the thing I was thinking, because I I heard about like, I don't know, like the doctor was or like, was it a guest or something? There's a and that's 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 I don't want to spoil anything because I know a lot of people haven't said it yet. But yes, there is a trans character on the show, but it's not the first time that that has happened on Doctor Who. So, yeah, Mm. because I was like, wait, how could the doctor be trans? Because can't they just choose their gender? So, like, you could just choose to be whatever gender you want. The um, the interesting, though, the 15th doctor is going to be non-binary. Is going to I guess the best way to describe it when talking about a regenerating alien is is going to present as not binary right because obviously they don't have the same concept of gender as we do. yeah because like most of the doctors have been male presenting and so and so but we i mean like i said giant sucking vortex of conversation over doctor who we can talk about it a bit more but i'll give you the spoiler details in the bonus but um other than that um i got a couple of card games i got one deck dungeon um, played a little bit. It's fun. I wanted to get some solitaire games. I like those. And um, did some household reorganization and um, got a, a 70-inch TV, which is insane. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I had to move stuff around. So this is going to be very video forward. 
but I will describe that I have all my nerdy artwork under my desk and I need to figure out where I'm going to put it. So I'm holding up my My Neighbor Trejo poster, which has been featured on the show before, but I don't think it's ever been held up on on video. Oh, I love that poster. Um, But I have I was showing David before the show that I have like some of the favorite photos that I've ever taken down here, like this one. That's really and to describe it to people, this is a straight shot of a rose that I applied a little bit of photo editing magic to to isolate it and create the glow and to create the dark, burnt look. Um, it's different Gorgeous. layers of. It's basically a chemical process done digitally. It's different layers of the photo, masked and then. Um, applied with different blending modes to create, to bring out different parts of the flower that were already there. And it's printed on aluminum paper. So (laughs) it has a bit of a shiny look. I don't know how good it looked on camera. But anyway, that's me. Um, Stolas. Is it my turn already? Yeah, we're going to let David go last. It's amazing. Yay, I never get to go last. (laughs) Um, oh man, what is the nerdiest thing I did? Um, I guess the nerdiest thing I did was I, um, because I've been trying to do a lot more cooking at home. I think a lot of people know that. And I got really into trying to make ramen. So I spent like a good week, like making different versions of ramen. And I can't, and I made one that was pretty good. I even made the chashu pork. Yeah. It was a red miso ramen. It was pretty good. Um, We are not sponsored by Shinsen Gumi in any way, shape, or form, but you should I, check out their website. Oh, you I was like, I don't buy, know who that is. You can buy their... It's the ramen place over by my house that is fucking phenomenal. Um, yes. You can buy their ramen kits... I think they even they even delivered in California. So oh, that's neat. Now, yeah. okay, here's a thing I will say. I did not create this recipe on my own. It's not like I like thought of a recipe and like did it. What I do is I watch um, uh, I watch like cooking YouTubers, and so mm-hmm. this was from Joshua Weissman, and he kind of explained like a way to make like basically he was trying to explain how to make ramen quicker because normally ramen is a pretty time consuming process. Um, and so I made this red miso ramen which came out pretty good so basically the way i did the chashu pork is because i didn't want to get like a whole like pork belly because that's too much and it's only going to feed my partner and my son i mean they're the only ones that eat meat so i didn't need like a whole pork belly so i just got like a like a strip of one i i um i fried this the, the fat of it to get like a nice like 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 um what's the word for that the um a good maillard reaction on the fat uh for those of you that don't know when your food goes brown from being cooked that's called the maillard reaction and it makes food taste good for reasons that i don't know at this moment i'm sure there are videos explaining the maillard reaction a really Um, great a really great explanation of it was done on the television show house yeah he um, took up cooking as a hobby and described the whole chemical process of cooking. And I was like, that's amazing uh, that they did that on a show. That's I, pretty cool. I, I highly recommend you watch Good Eats with Alton Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. 
yeah i i like i like all he does all of that he goes into the he goes into the science and chemistry behind everything it's great yes okay yeah no i've seen a few of his stuff i also i used to watch feasting on asphalt with alton brown i really liked Mm. that yeah i also i also like adam ragusia he does really good stuff if you like cooking um i watched this one show called mythical kitchen Ooh, so mythical kitchen they do this thing called the last meal where they'll take a person's last uh, like a famous person and they'll ask them what their last meal would be and they make it for them and they had uh, Babish from Binging with Babish on and that was really cool um, so yeah I did the so I, I fried the fat rendered it down a bit and then I wrapped it up in the twine and I put it in a pot with um, with water soy sauce mirin uh, green onion garlic ginger and i just like slow roasted it for like maybe two hours and then of course like i went to uh we have a like a japanese grocery store near us so i went there got some like some like nice like ramen noodles let me tell you the difference between like actually like good buckwheat fresh like ramen noodles and like the dollars for ramen noodles it's actually i didn't think it would make that big of a difference it oh, really it's huge does, though. it's it makes huge. such a difference fresh noodles over dried is insane it makes a such a difference it's wild so i got those um we had a bok choy and basically what you do is you have to um i made a um I made like a like a like basically like a quote unquote seafood base because this is supposed to have a seafood base but obviously i didn't do seafood because i can't eat the seafood so my seafood air quotes you can't see me but air quote seafood base was um kombu which is in the original seafood base and then the other thing that i added which was normally you're supposed to add like basically like dried like shrimp flakes into it to get like that seafood taste um i didn't add those i added dried shiitake mushrooms and i made that and so it was like half veggie sock half this like seafood base and then you cook like your vegetables in it um which for me was garlic uh garlic ginger and um shallots shallots over onions especially like whenever you're making like like thai or japanese food you really want to go shallots over onions shallots are like shallots are like onions but better (laughs) and then what you do is once you get that all like rendered down with like everything you have like i added like fresh shiitake mushrooms so the the seafood base was dry shiitake mushrooms and i also had fresh shiitake mushrooms for for actual eating and then you take red miso paste and you kind of just like run it through a through a fine sieve through the whole thing to kind of like just mush the red miso paste evenly throughout the whole um base of the soup and then i added some um chili crisp to it to make it a little spicy and yeah it it came out pretty good everyone was pretty happy i of course did a runny egg for myself my partner nor my son like runny egg but i like runny egg in my ramen So yeah, that's that. I think that's kind of the nerdiest thing I did was my my journey. Like I made like two different ramens the last like two weeks, and the last one I think came out extra good. Um, the first time I think some of the things that made some pretty big differences was the first one I added powdered ginger, and then the second time I added fresh ginger. That that definitely helped a lot. I bought a microplane. Do you have a microplane? I have a. I have a, a a grater, like a cheese grater, that has a microplane on it. See, I do too. 
and it's not it's not as good as the microplane. Um Yeah, I mean that's fair. I the reason why is because the microplane has these little it has a little ridge going around it and it captures a good chunk of what you're zesting or grating and you oh, yeah. don't lose as much you get it all in one little packet it, it's easier to mix in it and i'm i'm only selling you on this because i only recently discovered it and did it and it's amazing i've been making um um like chinese sauces with um arrowroot instead of cornstarch and mm. it's been such a cool thing we made orange tofu the other day oh i've done that before it's really tasty yeah and that was part of the microplane because i'm like constantly zesting and doing ginger and um on the non-vegan front though because i'm you know i'm only a vegan when it suits me <laughs> i had um i made um and I should have shared this on my nerdy thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm adding it in. <laughs> I made salmon and I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a French word, but it, it's like papillot, papillo, papio, something like that. It means, um, parcel. Okay. You, you wrap the fish with vegetables in parchment paper and then cook it in the little package. Like you fold it all in and like wrap them up tight. So it's airtight, and then you cook it in the package. It was amazing. You can do it with vegetables too. You don't have to be a fish eater. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I do use the microplane thing on my grater, and it works okay. But like, yeah, I have been considering just getting a, its own standalone micro. I mean, they're, on the they're not expensive. No, it, they're not. It's just another tool. It's just. I don't generally buy mono tools, but it's it's great for zesting. It zests so much better, and I'm not scraping my fingers so often. Ooh, yeah, that that would be kind of nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, like things I've learned, which I don't know why I didn't learn this the first time, because I've been like, if if people out there are like curious, like, hey, how can I step up my food game to make my food at home taste really good, and especially to make it taste like restaurant quality? And like, this isn't me like tooting my own horn. I have other people telling me this, but like, I do feel like my food at this i waved when you waved brian and i don't know why there's no, nobody saw me wave but i waved um for those who don't have video david walked away for a second <laughs> so and i waved so and so i've been told by like a few people being like wow this is like really good like what you made like like literally my partner like a couple times i made like some middle eastern food and they've been like this is better than any of the middle eastern places we've gone to get food Again, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm so amazing. But like, I, I do feel like my cooking game is like increased. If you learn a few basic skills and try out a few things, you end up getting better. I have to say, I've been cooking a very long time and I think I'm okay at it, but I'm constantly running into situations where I'm like, I think I made something over my head. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I made Hasselback sweet potatoes and I had the temperature on the oven wrong. I didn't cook them long enough. They ended up being fine, but some of them were kind of undercooked. But you know what that means? I'm going to make it again. And I know how to do different. Because right. So that's one thing is like, one, I would definitely say like, you know, be be willing to understand that like you're probably going to mess up 
at some point like i've messed up you know i've uh i tried making like um i tried making like a um a more authentic version of uh, like fettuccine alfredo one time where um i, I think the proper term is uh fettuccine alberto or alberto or i can't pronounce that word very well but basically the idea is you don't add cream all you do is you just get noodles and butter and parmesan and you yeah. just like and you just like yeah you just stir them together yeah. i fucked up really bad with that because this is what i did i added like all the parmesan at once and so instead of it like being creating like a smooth like rich creamy like sauce i just made very stringy sticky cheese covered noodles in we're, my experience we're going, oh sorry go ahead david things like cooking and other craft skills woodworking all that stuff you have to fuck up and able you learn from them yep that's how you get better the only yep. way to get better is to fuck things up. I made lasagna soup for <laughs> for Christmas once, and I have to say, I think about that every day. <laughs> but I would say here are the three things. The it three things bad. that I've learned that I think will definitely make your food, if you feel like your food can't even come close to like a restaurant or, a fat, or even fast food and you want it to be better, get these three things down and you'll, like, I promise you your food will make you better. One, salt. Learn to salt your food well. Salt is like so good and so flavorful and so amazing like learn what you like like how salty you want your food to be when when people say salt to taste they really mean salt to taste what level of salt do you like learn to salt to that level and your so, partner get very familiar with that yeah <laughs> um second fats do not forget to add fats like oils butters things like that and a lot of people at home they they cut back on the amount of fat they add because because we we've been conditioned to believe that fat equals bad i could get into that whole conversation fat makes food taste so good um especially since a lot of spices are fat soluble so the more fat you have the more the spices and seasonings you add will the flavors will pop out more and black pepper is one of those and then, and here's the last thing I would add. I've I've moved away from using pre-packaged, pre-ground spices. And I like now use like, I buy like the fresh spices and I like, I have a mortar and pestle and I go and grind them down. I toast them, I grind them. That matters so much. Like you wouldn't think like, oh, like, like fresh spices that you like fresh grind at, at that moment. Like it makes your food like taste that different. It makes your food taste that different. It makes way more of a difference than you could possibly think a lot of the pre-ground stuff all has additives in it and things too well and also well yeah they have additives to keep them on the shelf longer and also when you fresh grind a spice a good 50 percent of the flavor is lost in the process of it being ground already so like even before even before it's even been put in the bottle half of that flavor is gone and that happens when you grind it at home too like as you're grinding your spices, you're going to smell like like the spices being ground. That's flavor being lost. That smell is flavor being lost. So the quicker you can get your food, from your spices from ground into the pot or the pan or whatever, the quicker you can make that transition, the less you lose. I'm going to make a note that we need to readdress cooking during bonus episode or in a future episode because David hasn't even shared yet. At this point, he's going to get all my votes because you took too long. I'm so sorry. Okay, moving on. <laughs> David, what'd you do? Uh, well, I went to my D and D game yesterday, and unfortunately, we only had three other players. 
So we decided to play some board games instead. And then my other friend called later Saturday night and I went and played board games with him. So I actually played a whole bunch of board games yesterday. <laughs> cool. I was a nerd. I played uh, uh, Lords of Waterdeep twice and two different oh, games of Settlers of Catan. Oh, I love Lords of Waterdeep. Or, sorry, sorry, just call, it. sorry, it's not called Settlers of Catan anymore. It's just called Catan. Yes. I am a firm believer that uh, the 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 launching of the hydrant the Large Hadrian Collider has shunted us into an alternate universe that has made the Mandela effect a thing because everything is just slightly different. Yeah, no, I I, I I for some reason I used to have to think we had this host on the show named Anthony that got totally turned around on it. It it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my other thing. I played a whole bunch of board games yesterday. It was fun. Board games I, are fun. I, I won one of the. I won one of the Lords of Waterdeep, and I came. I won one of the Catans. So I haven't played board games in a long while. I want to play board games. Yeah, so. we should hang out and play board games. We live kind of close to each other. It's a long drive. <laughs> Yes, we are in relative proximity, but it's a long drive. I would love to at some point meet up to go do that, but it would have to be a for some sort form of special occasion, and it would definitely be an all day thing. Yeah, like the like the baby shower, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that was on a work day, so I couldn't leave early enough to actually enjoy the day. But no big deal. We got to see each other. That was fun. So uh, that was the end of that. So now we vote. Uh, Brian, you went first. You get four widgets. David gets five. Oh, all right. Yay. Because I gave my negative one to Stolas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Stolas, you're up. Um, oh, can I give a negative one? No. Only one person can use a negative widget. What? Rude. Yeah. That's okay. in the rules. Yeah. I will also I will also give David um four. Aw. Well thank you. That's very, very kind. I'm gonna I'm give you to... I'm gonna give two to each of you. Yeah, Aww. David one. Yeah. The Stolas has one widget. David has eight, and I have two. <laughs> uh, that's funny um so to give an idea about this topic um i um i'm gonna go kind of deep first because i've been thinking about this a lot we have been doing this show for a long time um We've been doing this show since like 2016. Yeah. It's insane. Um, Stolas and I were part of the founders of the show, and we've been doing this show a long time. Um, with any creative endeavor, it starts to get to the point where it's like, what do we do anymore? I mean, how do we come up with new topics? We've done so many, we've had so many guests, we've done this for so long 
with a creative endeavor comes burnout. And I was thinking about topics today and literally was like, why can't I think of anything? I, you know, we're a creative show. And then I went, oh, we can talk about creativity. That's where, that's what we can do today. Because that's something everyone can relate to, even people who don't think that they're creative. So that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about today. I even have an outline, which I haven't done in a while, because like I said, it's like we all have our lives. We do this thing. We love this show. We do this show. We have patrons who like this show. And it gets to the point where it's like hard to come up with stuff. And I think about it a lot. I have this pressure of having people who actually pay some money to support us. And it's like, am I putting enough effort in to make this show good? And that can get tough because we've been doing it for a really long time. We have our own lives too. And it's like, sometimes episodes are late and I feel like I'm letting people down or the, we don't really prep an episode and kind of phone it in. And but there is a process of creativity and we can talk about that. And regardless of how long the show has gone, I can go back on any episode and listen to ones, even ones that I felt disappointed with and go, holy crap, we're actually pretty good at this. So um <laughs> talent sort of. I mean, we're entertaining enough that I listen to them. Yeah. It <laughs> and I I don't generally listen. I pick them up on occasion, but I don't generally listen because it's really hard for me to see it from the outside when I just was there. It was great to not be there last week because I got to listen. But um, it's one of those things. It's like sometimes it can be very difficult to come up with ideas for the show. And that's part of what creativity is. And it created an idea. So um, I would like to ask the question first to the room we'll go david and then stolas um do you consider yourself a creative person and elaborate on that i didn't put this in the sample questions on purpose yes i do um i i Honestly, I think everybody is to an extent, some people more than others, and it also depends on your discipline. I am not an artist. I can't draw. I don't paint. I mean, I paint pretty decently on minis and stuff, but I'm a model maker. That's a creative outlet. I do this. This this is creative outlet. And that that's my version of creating. That's what I do to put art into the world. Some people don't create anything and they let they they don't listen to that part of their brain that tells them, you know, hey, I need to I want to get something out there. I want to, you know, I want to, uh, to, to explore what I can do. And a really fun thing to do with people who really stick to that. I'm not a creative person. I don't do anything creative. I never can do anything like that. I'm not very creative. Mm -hmm. I always ask them if they've had any interesting dreams lately. (laughs) (laughs) and you generally people who staunchly stick to not being creative tends to have the craziest dreams (laughs) (laughs) that's weird well it's because they're just not expressing their creativity so their brain is creating all sorts of little movies Mm -hmm. um what about you stolas do you consider yourself a creative person uh yeah i definitely think so 
Um, I mean, not even just talking about like the painting of the models, which I mean, that alone is already creative enough, but like even simple things like choosing what I'm going to wear. Like I try to like, I have these pair of pants, for example, that like have, hawaiian looking design on them and i'll like pair it with like my sebastian shirt from like to get like a whole ocean theme outfit almost um when i make my food i i played it all i try to play it all fancy and <laughs> nice. when i make like a DD character i'm like okay here we go let's make the let's make the the fucking backstory that's gonna that some poor dm is gonna have to read um <laughs> So yeah, I would definitely say I'm I'm pretty creative. I I think so. Uh, uh, like much like David, I can't draw, but I I I find my creativity in other places. So it looks like everyone has answered that question. We can move on. Ah, uh, no, else. you didn't. Let's go, buddy boy. <laughs> Come on, Freddie. Brian, um, over here, the most podcast producer and host. I mean, it's I mean. I can't really say I'm not, so I'll go into the whole, like, different things. Like, I've talked about playing Minecraft and doing, focusing on the building side of it. I mean, your my drawing kit, pretty creative, too. My drawing kit is next to me. I like to sing, and I like to try to do voices, and I listen to vocal coaching and try to push the envelope of that and you know which um, end of a camera to hold it against and your i eye. write i write song parodies and take pictures and i do project management at work which <laughs> is people who don't realize that that's creative <laughs> have never been in a brainstorming session because that's what brainstorming is you you go to work and it's like if you're in charge of coming up with solutions to problems you have to be creative. <laughs> um, one of the best examples I have ever seen is there was a quest a while back for um, during the pandemic, they wanted to make different badges for people and they wanted to do ones for vaccinated and ones for not like a normal thing that people were having the issue with back in the day. And everyone who tackled the problem came up with a crazy complicated idea to create a separate badge template and our software didn't support that. So we were like looking at other software and going through. And then finally the idea was pitched to an executive and the executive said, why don't you just print them on different colored plastic? Duh. <laughs> I, I fucking dare you to say that's not creative. <laughs> <laughs> it it's it, so easy it's, yeah yeah you, you know i hate see those blue cards sometimes they lasted like two weeks before the rules changed and we didn't have to do that <laughs> i hate when that happens though like when somebody else has like just some really clever dumb idea to something and you're just like man i could have thought of that <laughs> when it happens at work what i do is i remember who that person is and then if I ever see something getting really complicated, I come to them and say, do you have a simple solution for this? And they usually do. They, they, you know, these are the people who've been around long enough that they've probably seen most problems before and have thought about things like that. Yeah, fair. I, I, I tend to kind of be like a mix on them because I have troubleshooting training 
which means that a lot of the times I come to the simple solution just through muscle memory. But if a problem is completely new, sometimes I'll go down the wrong route. And then eventually you find that simple solution and you go, wow, I used up a lot of time to get there, but maybe I needed to go down that route because you'll have another problem another day that going down right. that route helps. Yeah. Um, as far as creative problem solving, I recommend people start writing down notes on paper about the problem before they even hit Google. Because sometimes your brain can figure it out. And if you hit Google first, it can send you down the wrong route. It's always a good idea to like write down things like, what am I trying to solve? Why do we need to solve it? What does it affect? Yeah, and you then, shouldn't rely on Google. Um, I, I do have to say it comes in handy. <laughs> no, asking it, asking it specific questions helps. Yeah. But if you're relying on it for every, this is wrong, what do I do? It might not give you the easiest way of fixing something. Well, you're you have get to like say 30 that. answers. One yeah. of the most creative ideas I've come up with to solve problems at work was using ChatGPT to help me write code to do it. And the creative part was thinking to use an AI app. Um, but, you know, a lot of people say doing stuff like that is cheating. I hate that because it's like when I used to sell photos at art fairs, when people would come up and they go, oh, that's really nice. Is it Photoshopped? And I'd want to say, why the fuck does it matter? <laughs> it's that's like when, That's when you just tell them, no, it's like it's I know not. You're asking me because if I say yes, you're going to think it's not as good as a photo that was just straight up taken. But I spent 12 hours working on this photo and picked <laughs> every shade and every, every, every color in it painstakingly where... Yes, it's really cool when a photographer gets it in one shot, but I think I put more work into them than they did. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like an oil painter does their work and you ask them if they use some shortcut. It's the same thing. It's so frustrating. So, yes, I'm okay with using tools to help do work. I just don't think it's okay to plagiarize just like it never is and people need to recognize that using ai irresponsibly and we're actually starting some training courses at work on how to use ai in a way that doesn't cause problems or plagiarize Anyway. I like I, I like the Neil deGrasse Tyson approach as far as schoolwork and how to stop people from plagiarizing stuff is bring back oral reports and actually asking questions of students instead of just expecting them to write papers. So here is mm. more convicting evidence of my creativity based on you saying that. I was the kid who asked the teacher if I could do an oral report instead for every project. Yeah. Because I knew that I could go up there and just talk and get an A and barely would have to do any research. Yeah. They always wanted me to write something down. That was easy too. Mm. I always had the problem, like whenever I had to do essays, keeping to the to the to the maximum page limits or the maximum word limits. That was always my issue. Like the if the, if they were like the essay can can only be like three pages long, I'm like, 
Fuck. That's crazy, Stolas. I would never know that about you. I had never had any kind of experience where I didn't know that you like writing 15-page things. See, I'm the exact polar opposite. I hated <laughs> having to write essays so badly because I was so bored sitting there trying to type. Because I was, I've never, I was never, I've never been a strong typer. Like I do 30, 40 words a minute at the most. No, he's not elaborating on my sarcasm, so I no. have to. Yeah, um, very sarcastic. Yeah, um, Stolas handed me a ten-page backstory in a role-playing game. Oh, I and, know. I'm, oh, yeah. all right for the listeners. Yes. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. For the people who don't know, <laughs> we got in trouble for that because we made an inside. David and I made an inside joke to each other, and it came up in a discussion of I didn't know what the hell you were talking about because <laughs> we telepathically communicated with each other. We didn't even. We didn't even tell the whole joke. No, nope. it was catchphrase. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> oh my god yeah. and it's like wait what <laughs> um what was it though um but i mean to be honest though being able to like limit like how much you write is actually a very important creative thing because i find at least for me personally i think a big reason why i do write um why i go over those limits is because i have a problem where i like to repeat something that i've said before multiple times so like i'll be like i'll say something i'm doing it right now like i'm repeating what i just said <laughs> and so <laughs> and so being able to like catch yourself and stop that from happening is like it's actually pretty important <laughs> so i understand like i remember when i was younger i didn't understand why teachers were like oh i want to limit how much you write i didn't get it i thought they were just being kind of silly because i was like don't you want your students to like write more and get more information down and now as an adult i'm like oh no being able to cut like figure out what is necessary in a thing of text and what isn't and knowing like what to cut out is pretty like important actually yeah definitely <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from there. I just, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I am an opposite. I'm different in like, I just had trouble wanting to sit in one spot and focus like that. I mean, as I, don't a kid, really, so. I don't really write much anymore. Sadly, I, I used to do it a lot. I haven't done it in a while. I don't know. I feel like my creativity has moved on to other things. Mm hmm. I used to like writing though. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it is fun when I can when I get chances to. But so, uh, David, what yep. what creative thing do you find yourself like always going back to that you're just like just like one thing that you're like I could always count on this to be like a good creative outlet for myself, you know? I hate to say it, but I have a terrible addiction when it comes to miniatures gaming. And I'm constantly oh, really? I'm constantly spending money on minis that I have never painted and will never paint. So my creative thing is coming up with ideas and things of how to paint minis and buying minis for it than never painting them. You and like every other mini collector. I know. <laughs> it's a sick it's a sickness. <laughs> I have to try really, really hard to not spend obscene amounts of money on things I really don't every, need. <laughs> every mini collector has like a has like a dresser or a closet of shame. <laughs> oh, I have an entire game room of shame. <laughs> 
like uh, one of the like I bought. Oh God. Okay. So when in the early two th- in the mid two thousands, um, a miniatures game came out. I don't remember the company that did it, but it was Starship Troopers, and it was a miniatures game. And I spent probably $400 on miniatures at that game con, bought a whole bunch of stuff for this game. I have never once played the game. Oh my gosh, no, that's awful. <laughs> I've got probably 3,000 points worth of Urukai and Riders of Rohan for the Jeez, Lord of the Rings miniatures game. That's wild. I've never used them in combat. God, I have so many board games that I never play. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that, but with minis. So, Brian, I had asked David, what is his one, like, creative thing that no matter what happens, like, he could always just go back to that and be like, oh, yeah, I this is this gets my creative juices flowing. So, like, what's yours? Like, no matter what's going on, like, what's your one creative outlet that has stuck with you for, like, ever, basically? I don't have one. You don't have one? I I mean, I consider taking pictures part of my identity, but I haven't taken pictures in a long time. But I still consider it part of my identity. Um Well, I'm not saying actually, like, thank you for asking you that because that's something I needed to tell myself that I am a photographer. I haven't taken pictures in years. Doesn't matter. It's not because of any blight or slump or anything. It's just what I'm doing right now. And that's okay. And that's actually something I really needed to say. So thank you for asking that. But no, um, I don't have one creative outlet because creativity is such a part of who I am. I but I do have an answer for you, and this is a serious answer, even though it's not going to sound serious. I think my creative outlet that I fall back on is wit. It's sarcasm. It's um wait, you sarcastic? No. Well Oh yeah, that makes sense. No, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. And I think that totally works. It's because and you know, and our our um our um our co host who is going to be here again a lot even though hasn't been for a long time, Special Mikey can attest that I get great pleasure out of making Mikey's head spin with sarcasm. Rewind. What did you just say? Special Mikey's coming back? I'm being optimistic. Oh, I thought you had some news you were dropping or something. No, 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 no. No, I, I am never going to say our co-host who's just not here anymore. I'm going to say our co-host who's going to be here again. He was on special assignment. Yes. Yes, we, we're not, we, we will have Mikey back regularly at some point. It will happen. There are many reasons (laughs) why it's delayed in real life and in fiction, but it will happen. One day. Um, Look, okay, I'm sorry. We have our two hundred fiftieth episode in two weeks. Oh my god, really? Yes. Whoa. Oh Jesus. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so if anybody wants to reach out, 
I mean, I've been on 150 of them, so. <laughs> oh, man, we should send out emails to, like, big people and see if at least one of them will say yes. Mikey would be the best. Oh, I, yeah, uh, Mikey awesome. has made it to all the milestones, so we just got to remind him that we're doing 250. Well, then we'll have to poke him several times. Yes. Um. But yeah, sarcasm is a big deal. I mean, I have, I mean, my catchphrases of shut the fuck up, Mikey, and I love you, but only sexually, um, have, have had great longevity in my mind as things that make me happy. Sorry, that was really good. <laughs> and making David think I'm legitimately mad at somebody just you do by that typing all the time. something in chat is just one of my great pleasures. Oh, um, man. And, you know, going back to what happened. So I'm going to give a little bit more context for non-patrons who are listening. We um, So David and I were making jokes. And the joke was basically like he said, what is one host of the show? And I knew he was going to say, what is one host of the show that you hate? And he said, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But all he <laughs> said was, what is one host? I'm just kidding. And I said, <laughs> well, it's because she's short. And that was <laughs> all he said. <laughs> Stolas gets the joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mike, oh, one of our awful. patrons, Tribal Lion, was like, were you guys watching something that we couldn't see? <laughs> and I said, I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm going to go back and listen to it. And I listened to it, and it was like, I think we were communicating telepathically. A little bit, a little bit. We, we've been talking and hanging out and knowing each other for so long that we just, we could tell, like, oh, what yeah. jokes each other are saying. So, oh, yeah. Um, I, I do have to say that there were certain people like uh, my mother-in-law. I'm a snarky. I'm 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 very funny when I hang out with her, and it's because it makes her laugh. I'm not super sarcastic with my wife because she doesn't like it. Mm. Um, so I think that's a big part of my creativity is like interacting with people, amusing people. I get it from my dad. My dad liked making people laugh. Um, I also like fucking with people a lot, and. It's what we had Brent Bowser on the show a while back and he talked about all comedy creates pain. Mm. And I like, I don't like comedy that's just cruel for no reason, but I do like comedy that's cruel to subvert expectations and make someone laugh because they don't have anything else to vocalize because they're sh so shocked by what you say because doing that is difficult it's risky it's like we talked about cooking earlier about how you're going to make mistakes and fuck up if you want to be funny you're going to hurt someone's feelings at some oh, point yeah. oh yeah <laughs> my favorite is when i say something that i think is funny and no one else laughs and i go well that was funny in my head okay <laughs> one of one of the best things anyone ever said to me was because they said something that was incredibly insensitive to someone else and later on i was like i know you're not that big of a jerk why would you say that i also know what you said wasn't true and they said what you have to understand is if people are confronting me for something and accusing me of something 
I will say something amusing. But I'm not trying to amuse the group. I'm trying to amuse myself. (laughs) (laughs) Fair Fair point. Yeah, fair. And, I mean, acting like that all the time can just make people hate you. (laughs) But doing it on occasion is a great way to get a little humor out of a situation. (laughs) Um, I love catchphrases i love looking for them i that's that's a big creative thing um but saying one thing i think that's the one thing i fall back on because it leads into my writing it leads into my visual hobbies it leads into all my social interactions it's also and i'll get deep with this i'm adhd which requires a lot of my life to have masked some of the things that makes me neuro divergent to other people to not seem unusual or strange or awkward. And I have learned a lot of those Mm -hmm. masking skills, which has made me lean into having different ways of interacting with people who may make me anxious. And that has created some wit. I run into it with people at work sometimes where I'll interact with someone in the same context all the time. And then when they see me in another context, they'll be like, I had no idea you were funny. Oh my God. And it's because, (laughs) and then I realize I'm like, oh, I mask around you. I didn't even notice that I mask around you. I do that so I don't see something inappropriate. And it leads me to having a creative talent for that kind of thing. But the example was I ran into a manager in a situation where it really didn't matter what I said. And I said something smart-ass to her. And she said, oh, my God, that was amazing. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm sorry. Being a smart-ass is a big part of my identity. I never realized I never exposed myself that exposed myself, exposed that part of myself to you. I'm sorry. I'll make sure I give you shit again in the future. Um, I, it's talking about like, um, masking. I know we all like have our own little quirks. Anyone want to talk about masking fatigue? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on this one. Okay. So here we go. Um, so I currently right now I'm with a partner who is also autistic and I like for the first time in a long time, I don't really have to like mask or act like neurotypical around them so it's actually been really good for my mental health to get home and just be able to act all weird and goofy and like like i mean for lack of a better term just just act really fucking autistic around them (laughs) so like we will just sit there and like we'll look at each other and we'll just squawk like pterodactyls at each other just out of fucking nowhere um like we'll just look at each other go ah and and like i will i will do things with my hands or or do certain movements or like or stand a certain way or shake or whatever like a weird way that like i haven't been able to publicly for a long time um and i definitely have noticed that like i feel less tired and i feel less anxious like like i don't like i'm not feeling so tired and anxious like I never realized just how much like 
masking just like just tears you down and like makes you feel so exhausted all day it until puts like, a lot it puts a lot of stress on you until like i basically didn't have to do it anymore and now i'm like oh this is kind of nice actually yeah it puts a lot of stress on you brian you're muted oh i was just saying Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Freddie Mercury. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, Nerd Podcast Radio Gaga. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's good. Jesus. Um, though sometimes it is really funny, like, because I feel like, okay, my partner and I, we're on like opposite ends of the spectrum i swear so i'm on the i'm on the 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 side of the spectrum where i like to like inundate myself and bombard myself with all kinds of sensor sensorial input so i'll be playing a video game listening to a podcast listening to music drinking hot coffee eating spicy food like there's just so much going on and they're the one that's like i need headphones and i need everything to be very quiet and I need everything to be really chill. And sometimes this creates conflict. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is sometimes she needs she needs you to take a, a long a long tall drink from a shut the fuck up. There are a lot of times when they have to like tap me on the shoulder and be like, "You're being very loud right now. I need you to not be so loud because I'm gonna lose my shit." I. I can relate to that because um, my wife, Heather, has misophonia, and it's a sensitivity to sound, mm. and we have learned to be patient with each other about it, um, and it was hard. It took more than a year, but I think we're doing good with it. Um, I get overwhelmed from... Um, Too many people um, coming at me with negative energy during the okay. day. Okay. Mm, and I mm -hmm. have learned that all I have to do is be by myself for a little while. Because I'll get amped up if I talk about it without processing it first. And I can't process it by talking about it. I have to let it go before I can let it go through words. Gotcha. What about you, David? Do you have any experiences with feeling a need to like mask any of your quirks or or uh, personality traits in the public? Yes. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I, it it's a it's a tough thing. It, it's sort of like, also, it's like, how much are you going to reveal, right? <laughs> I um, I have a lot of issues with crowds of people I don't know. And I have to mask a lot of the panic and the uh, just overall unease I get being around large groups of people I don't know. Can I ask you something, and then you could just tell me if you don't want to share? Sure. What was it like meeting me for the first time? Because I think I came at you with really high energy 
No, you did. It was fun. Um, I the one of the first times I met you was at Strategicon, and Grant and I were on like I think it was I think it was a Sunday, so we were on like day three of a practically no sleep marathon, and your high energy kind of kept us going because we were flagging a little bit. So it was. I that remember. Was... I remember the 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 big interactions I remember when we were first like getting to know each other was hunting you down in the in the um board game room when we barely knew each other because i would just look for you every single con oh yeah and then um the um screaming at each other at the gaming t- t- table incident <laughs> and well, it was think- so funny because it was it was like it was like we i knew i was right but didn't know why because I couldn't remember and <laughs> we were all getting it wrong because there was a little thing we were getting wrong. And then I said something like, well, if, if, if you're ready, you go before them in the initiative. And then you immediately went, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is a hundred percent me. If, if I know I'm wrong, I'm the first to admit it. If I ask you something, I nope, yeah, nope, I was wrong. All right, my bad. <laughs> Why well, I, I had one, I had a similar thing happen where I had a GM tell me that, um, I moved by someone and they got their attack of opportunity and they missed, and I went to keep moving and he said, "No, your turn was interrupted," and I went, "Why?" Yeah. Well, because they went, and I went, and I I got really upset because it was like it was, but then I thought about it. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to extort this and abuse it for the rest of the game. And after like the third time, the GM went. I think I might have been wrong about that because every time a monster tried to do anything. Mm. I had a ready to action planned and was just like, no, you don't get to move because that's how you ruled that. And they were like, after a while, they were like, I, I, you know, I wasn't thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have to say some of my worst behavior has been at game tables, but also some of my best behavior. It's like cooking with the most powerful analogy I think I have learned in this episode is David saying, if you want to cook well, you got to fuck up. The best life advice ever. Thanks, yeah. David. Yeah. You got, I, that's, yeah. That's pretty accurate for most things. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. do something really well, you have to do it really badly for a long time. <laughs> everybody has a first time of doing something. Doesn't matter what it is. Everybody does it the first time once. And yeah. First time. <laughs> Just don't take that advice stop. to mean you could do something to someone without consent. Fair. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, and generally your first few times, it's going to suck. Yeah, you're not going to do a really good job of whatever yeah. the thing is. That's what she said. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> I like Thank you so much for sharing this conversation with me, guys. <laughs> I like how this is supposed to be a conversation of creativity, and then we got off into the eighties. I think it didn't. I didn't. I don't think it left creativity at all. I don't think so either. No, no. Um, masking is one of those things. I mean, I know. 
I hope everyone listening to this can either learn something or relate. I don't think we're really, we're talking about it like we know what we're talking about. I don't know if we're really explaining this well, and we're not gonna. We will do more episodes on like neurodivergent stuff in the future. But if you have questions, feel free to share them in email or discord. Um, You know, if you, it's a good, you know, pay to talk to us about these deep things. Yeah, you can totally <laughs> join us at it costs a buck to join us. If if you want video, it costs five. <laughs> you yeah. want bonus episodes only, it costs three. Let's make Erica really <laughs> mad. Keep going. It's patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Yeah. And then you can come to the Discord and you can talk to us about neurodivergence. And you can talk to our other patrons who do all oh, sorts yeah. of cool discussions about things and um and we have some very, very cool, interesting people on there, as well as regular guests, such as yeah. Brent Bowser, who was mentioned earlier in the episode, who talked about comedy. We need to email him. Episodes. We will get Brent back. We just have to come up with a topic that Brent wants to do, because Brent doesn't like just doing comedy focus episodes. Fair. Because that's, you know, being a comedian, oh. ha- being the expert on comedy all the time gets pretty exhausting. We can talk about cats. Yeah. We could talk about bunnies. Oh my gosh, speaking mm-hmm. of cats, guys, I just got a cat. Nice. What's we its name? Cat. We got a cat yesterday. Okay, so first, I'm going to go and explain this. First off, it's a trans cat. You, know, you might be saying there, how do you know it's a trans cat? Well, because when we first looked at the cat, the person was like, oh, she's over here. And then, like, we just kept calling it a she. The people who were adopted it, who were, like, working the adoption agency, kept calling it a she. And then we looked at the, like, the info and we're like, oh, this is actually, this says that the cat was neutered. This this is technically a male cat. And then we brought, and then we kept just calling it a she. We brought it home. My grandma was like, oh, can we can i see her like it just kept getting she heard and we're like you know what i think it's the universe this is a trans cat and i don't mind trans in the cat because you know what cats don't have gender anyways they can be whatever the fuck you want them to be okay so we decided to name her rorschach because she's like black and white and kind of looks like a rorschach test a little good name for a cat I want to make the joke again because I made it before the show. I'm going to make it now. But you named it Rorschach because you looked at the cat and thought it was a butterfly at first. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I wanted to name the cat the resurrection of Henry Kissinger if he was reincarnated as a cat. But my partner vetoed that name. It's like a name trade quest. You got to say the whole thing. You got to say the whole thing. But uh, that name was vetoed. It's really starting to feel that we did a rehearsal before the episode. (laughs) Because now I need to make the other joke. <laughs> because uh, all cats are capable of war crimes. You know, what's funny about that is the other name I had I had for the cat, the other idea I had was Chairman Meow. meow. You're not the first one to use that. <laughs> it's great, though. <laughs> I, 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 um, speaking of Meow. You know, speaking of, speaking of war crimes. Oh, speaking of war crimes. God, are we really going there? No. Okay. That's why I said. That's why. That's why I said. Chairman <laughs> Meow. Speaking of war crimes. No. <laughs> um. Speaking of segments of the show we have never done before. Um. Speaking of segues. <laughs> <laughs> well, you segued into a segue. <laughs> um. 
So we haven't done any improv in a while, and we're not starting anytime soon. It will come back because it, you know, like any long-standing thing, it gets old. Um, but we will do some improv in the future. But for now, we came up with a new segment, and the new segment is called "What are we watching, or doing, or reading, or seeing?" And um, that's that you know. And that, the, that the great thing about it the is <laughs> the great thing about it is is David has written a freestyle rap. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, I mean, you wrote it down. No. And no. I'm going to perform it right now. Oh my god. And, and um, the way it goes is um yeah, all right. What are we watching or doing or performing or seeing or reading or doing? That's it. That's the rap. That title just rolls right off the tongue. It's beautiful. Just uh you could just get that jingle stuck in your head. I mean, it it I mean, I don't rap, but I mean, I'm getting words like exceeding or seeing or 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 receding or peeing or all sorts of things. I mean, you can come up with a verse that goes on forever. But no, we're not doing improv. I hate you so much right now, Brian. <laughs> what do you think? I love Brad. the new end of show amazing. segment next week will be jokes that have killed David before. <laughs> we could just like that is a trivia. Times... That would be a trivia question. We could just list all the times David died to a joke, put on like one YouTube video. <laughs> oh god, that'd be great! I, you know, dying. you know, if you know anyone who wants to volunteer their editing time to just <laughs> super cut them all together, um. I am. Um, so, um, what have been watching or doing or seeing? I started watching Monarch on Apple Plus, which is the Godzilla TV show. Okay, that nice. has actual actors from like Skull Island and King Kong and um, the um, the Godzilla movies. Freaking John Goodman and Kurt Russell are in it, <laughs> and Wyatt Russell is in it playing kurt russell when he was younger nice if you don't know why russell is kurt russell's son um who's so kurt russell who's kurt How russell dare you? <laughs> How, get, get out get get out <laughs> um insert your um big trouble little china impression here is a who who is the man that you that that keeps you up at night on that long long road? Fun fact: I've never seen that movie. It's not oh. a fun fact. Oh, it's it just hurts. something we already knew. Oh, it hurts. <sighs> <sighs> Wasn't easy. My favorite no, quote from that wasn't movie. Wasn't easy. I, I I do know who Kurt Russell is. Just so you're aware, okay. Yeah, I just, thought, I just thought it'd be really funny. Have say, you seen the thing? The thing? I don't yes. think so. Have the movie? The thing? You? Well, I know David probably has heard of it more than seen it because of the whole horror movie thing. Have you seen the thing, David? The the classic film, The Thing. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the body horror stuff. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've seen a lot of the classic stuff. I haven't seen... So, we have an opportunity here, Stolas. 
if you haven't seen the thing, it's an older movie, but it has some of the most pr best practical special effects. And if Grimm likes horror movies, um, they've probably seen the thing. They have probably seen. The they thing. will get Does... very excited if you tell them that you haven't seen Correct. it. Correct. Uh, you do, you don't speak Norwegian, do you? Oh yeah. Do you speak Norwegian? No. Good. Good. All right. You'll enjoy it. Then. That's all you need to know. Watch the movie and then I'll then I'll explain. Yeah, it's sort of like speaking Turkish and watching Iron Man. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, it's same thing, right? Pretty much, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. I'm confused. Yeah, okay. movies where other languages reveal the entire plot to the movie. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, it's like if you can read Elven and Dwarven and have an original copy of Lord of the Rings, the title page tells you the whole story. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Jeez. That's interesting. Yeah. We can we can spoil the hell out of it in the bonus episode. Um spoil what? Exactly. Oh, okay. Um yeah, uh, yeah, I watch a monarch. What about you, David? Um, I recently started. Um, I've watched. I rewatched Band of Brothers not too long ago, and then after that, I recently started a rewatch of Bob's Burgers. I'm on season Band four. of Brothers. That's the Tom Hanks produced show that came out right after Saving Private Ryan. Correct. Yeah, Bob's Burgers is so fun. I love that show. Oh, Bob's Burgers is amazing. Stolas, what you watching, reading, doing, watching? So I could See go you. and talk about all the different YouTube stuff I watch. I watch a lot mm -hmm. of like streamers and stuff on YouTube. We already know this, so I'll go mention something else. I started watching and introduced my partner Grim to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So we've been Yay, watching anime. Da, 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 da. Yeah, they had the same reaction to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as I did the first time. I should have like, wait, what? And then wait. Wait, what? What? Wait, what? Yeah, that's the I, appropriate response. I wanna, I wanna bring something up right now that is one hundred percent connected to this. Stolas, when you first started watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you were on the podcast, and it was a nerdy thing. <laughs> that's really funny, actually. We've been doing this a long time. <laughs> yes, we have. What a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> yeah, David, yeah it's... David spent so long in Patreon radiation that he morphed into one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny because my partner generally doesn't really like animes. Like, most of the time, they're just like, man, anime. But I was like, watch this one. And they're like, fine. And then they saw it, and now they're like, when are we going to watch that again? <laughs> I, I, have a, I have an anime litmus test, and I, I say... You show them Golden Boy. I haven't even seen Golden Boy, honestly. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, I haven't. It's seen six it. episodes. It's six episodes, man. I know. Come I on. haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's it's the best. It's it's really, really good. good. Watch the English dub. It is worth it. And 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 you can go for a ride on a BMO, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, uh, you know what I do want to watch though, because all my friends are talking about it. Everybody, everybody lately has been posting about it. Invincible, that's really good. 
I watched I the first season. I, have, I haven't watched. The yeah, second I haven't yet. seen the second season yet. Yeah, everybody's talking about the second season. I mean, the only problem I have now is like a lot of it's been spoiled. <laughs> like I kind of already know like a lot of things about it now. That's fine because of I, all knew, the I knew I knew some bloody stuff from the first season before. Right. That, so that, like, so that's... like, I know about the dad, and I know that he's not like the best of people. Yeah, but that shouldn't dilute you from watching the show. It's still a there's wonderful still show. plenty of surprises. There's. Yeah. There's some surprises no one ever talks about because they're so deep into the show that they're to talk about them would in fact just straight ruin the show. Because there's some there's some big ones that aren't like the big one. Mm, so okay. yeah. Do either of you like Attack on Titan? I watched the first couple seasons, but I grew out of it real quick. Do you guys know that the people who made Attack on Titan are like <laughs> Like they had some really bad far right, like fascist leaning, like political beliefs. Don't surprise you, me at all. Everything you don't, I like you don't becomes say. terrible because of the horrible people. Right. I mean, so it's gonna happen. <laughs> so and so, a lot of people are like, "Wait a minute, does the ending of Attack on Titan like basically just is it is it just kind of like pro fascist?" And a lot of people are like, "Yeah." Yes. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Attack on Titan ends with a pro-fascist argument at the end. Yeah. I I'm I will I will say something about this specific subject, but I will only say one thing about it because I don't like getting into deep discussions like that when I'm on a nerdy podcast. This is what I'm going to say. I still like Dr. Seuss Fair because enough. of my childhood. And nothing anybody can tell me about the man named Dr. Seuss will change that. I might not like him very much, but I will still like the books. Respect the art, not the artist. I don't think he was that bad, though, for his time. Like, I I know a lot of people post. You can go down the rabbit hole all you want in your own time. But I will just say that I still like those books. But there are things. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no no he definitely had some not great books yes. i agree but like from what i from what i've heard and read like for his time he really wasn't i, that I will i will say i still like the rolled doll books even though i have learned some things about him oh yeah rolled yeah. doll Woo! yeah <laughs> he's yeah i learned things about him I, i'm and, not happy i learned and either. this is my this is my thing i still enjoy the memories i had of the harry potter books and I still enjoy the um, usual suspects. I still really still like... Still one of my um, favorite movies. I still really like uh, Lovecraft stories, even though he was a awful, 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 awful person. Awful. Just yeah. awful person. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. So what are we watching? The things we like. Do we like the people in them? Not necessarily. Do we like the people who created them? Not necessarily. That's what I want to say about that. But I do want to follow up what you said about what you're watching with the YouTube channels I've been watching lately. I have been watching a lot of Tasting History with Max. Oh, nice. That sounds cool. She mentioned Andrew Ray binging with Babish earlier and um, insider fact about that. In the early days of the podcast, I was working hard to get him on this show. Yeah, I would have loved every to. Every email we wrote. Unfortunately. I'm sure um, he still would. Um, but uh the um I um I've been watching a lot of him. 
um he did a video with um i don't remember the name of the guy but he's one of the british hosts of the show tasted which is a uh british cooking show and it was the dude from mythical kitchen i can't think of his name Josh guy from tasted or and um max from tasting history and they basically did foods that have names that are different in england and the u.s and which one wins and it was very fun to watch are you talking about josh from mythical kitchen or something yeah josh the very tall guy with the blonde hair and the glasses yeah yeah that's josh he's really funny and and very 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 nice i like him i love him on smosh when they do trivia when they play beverly because he always knows the answer and it's he always knows the truth behind the answer and it makes <laughs> everybody feel bad <laughs> yeah if you like binging with babish and 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 mythical kitchen i recently because mythical kitchen they do a thing called um basically like last meal where they'll take I like famous it. people yeah i watched and the ask, Hanks one. well okay for whatever audience member out there if you like them they they do a thing where they make the last meal of a famous person and they did uh binging with babish um just like a trigger warning though if you watch it they talk about the mo- the time when binging when uh, the guy who who is babish i i don't remember his real name but andrew he apparently andrew, was yeah. okay andrew he apparently was a victim of sa so you know if you're gonna watch that episode just you know yeah yeah trigger warning for stories for like that. that yeah um and what then i'm gonna say to you about well, cooking shows oh 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 stolas stolas if you haven't watched it yet the best youtube cooking show is called you you suck at cooking i think i've seen a few of the episodes actually you suck at cooking is amazing. I also really like Joshua Weissman. If you guys watch him, he's really great. It sounds familiar. He's, you he's watch any YouTubers, big. David? Not really. Um, not cooking shows or anything. I, I could list off tons of Minecraft YouTubers, and I will name a couple because I know that some Minecrafters are our patrons and listeners. So I'll just say I really, 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 really like Impulse SV. My biggest uh use uh subscriptions are uh this guy steve 1989 at mre info he buys old uh military rations and opens them up and tries them 30 40 50 60 70 100 120 so he had a civil war ration at one point wow that is yeah. niche content yeah, it was fun. I, I don't know why I enjoy that. Then uh, Arcade Matt is another YouTuber that I watch. He plays arcade games. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, a couple of uh, GTA 5 streamers. And that Babish. surprises me. I didn't know that. What? I think you've mentioned it before, though. Never mind. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> I remember our GTA <laughs> discussion we had a few episodes ago. Yeah. So I, I, I'm glad I said it because some patrons going to be like, "Yes, you did." <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I guess the last if if we're if we are going to go down the YouTuber thing, the the last big thing I listen to, and I listened to this all last night because it just dropped last night, and it's a four hour long video. So if you're planning on watching it, you know, 
watch it all at once if you want or segments segments also works but i just watched the new h bomber guy video um if you guys aren't used to h bomber guy he kind of falls in that like bread tube like leftist youtube sphere though he doesn't really do a lot of political content um he's really well known for his video that he did last year where he talked about the oof sound from uh roblox oh i watched that video when you yeah. shared that yeah, he did a whole thing about oof. Well, this time he did a whole video about plagiarism. And he calls out a lot of other very prominent big YouTubers who are very no blatantly plagiarizing <laughs> other people. And there are going to be there are there's a very high chance that you know and like some of these content creators. And you're going to you're going to learn that a person you've been liking and watching for years actually turns out that they are a, a really scummy person that steals content. You know, I if if we're gonna share any of that kind of content, I will say I do really enjoy the the um the real speech professor. The real speech prof is one of my favorite short form video creators. I haven't seen them. That, yeah, he I does videos on um, communication and respect and anti misogyny. It's really good. This sounds cool. I've not heard this name before. I gotta check this out now. Yeah, it's it's mostly short form content. So if you don't watch a lot of short form content. Oh, I recently went back uh, and watched uh, Accursed Farms did uh, Freeman's Mind, which uh, someone playing Half-Life, the original, and com and commentating as if they were Gordon Freeman the entire time. Oh, I remember when I was contracted to work on that. Really? Because I'm Gordon Freeman. Oh, yes, joke. that's right. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh but no, yeah, I'm no. not anymore because I shaved it off. Now I'm yeah, Freddy. Now you're Freddy. Now you're Freddy. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, it's uh, that was fun. I re I rewatched all of that. He's currently working on content through Half Life Two to continue the series, but his release schedule has become lengthened as of late. They're short. They're like ten minutes long. Cool. I'm I'm bookmarking while we talk. <laughs> That's a good I'm idea. Also, sharing a link to our chat so Stolas can check it out later because I really like the speech prop. There's another one I just started watching that's about relationship stuff, but I, I I haven't watched it enough to be able to recommend it. I will soon though. Mm -hmm. Um. So, thank you guys for talking about creativity and masking and what we watched and read and saw and did and stuff. And things and stuff. Yeah. As soon as David finishes writing it, we'll perform the three freestyle rap together. Oh yeah, I'm down. I love the writing a freestyle rap joke. It's my favorite thing about this episode that I've said it like three times and nobody's called called called, called me on it. I know David got it right away. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> explain it because the whole joke was we're not going to do any improv but <laughs> david's going to write a freestyle rap and the definition of freestyle <laughs> rap is it's improv <laughs> nice so anyway uh, yeah that has been nice. nerd podcast radio my name is super vegan brand i'm joined by stoles 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 do -do -do. Bye, I love you all. Oh my God. And David, the cello player for that song. See, the jokes are funny when you explain them. 
<laughs> stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Awesome. Stay awesome, everyone. Bye. Stay, stay cool, guys. Show. Will you be the podcast radio?